Uh, excuse me? Yes, sir. Uh, there isn't any podcast in here. Ah, certainly, sir. Here you are. This is the LearningReadyRun.com podcast for January 23rd, 2010. dollars for a podcast? <laughs> Sorry. That's a steal, man. Sorry, 2010. I say 2010 casually, but for some reason I always say 2010. It just, it, it makes me sound, it, it, 2010. Like saying Somebody it like on that? the forum was telling me to chill out. It was saying pretty it, funny. It was Master like Gunner. Yeah, saying Sorry. it like that like forces me to be more formal. It, yeah. Gives, yeah. it gives the podcast more it gravitas. Pretty, it's yeah. pretty funny. It's like, the it, funny thing is that most of what we were talking about last time about how you know James prefers to say 2010 is when James was out of the room. <laughs> yeah. But, it, but it's like, uh, you know, in, in Futurama, there's the guy who, like, welcomes people to the future. You know, welcome to the world of the future. It's the same thing. It's like, 2010. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We are coming to you from the future of several days ago when we recorded this. Mm. Blows your mind, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, so, fun stuff to talk about. We got um, the Loading Ready Run, the NN, and uh, Unskippable videos for the past week. And uh, news on this very podcast and its future. Bump, bump, Meta bum. news. Yeah. So first, Loading Ready Run, Paperboy. Uh, this was an idea that we got. This idea, we, what, the, we were walking to I think like it was Capital myself, Iron or you something. And Paul. Yeah. yeah. We were walking to Capital Iron to get keys cut, I think. Right. And... We were going to get shop towels for some reason, and I don't remember why. I don't know how the idea came up, but we but, thought it'd be hilarious for there to be, like, a sommelier for toilet paper. Well, no, we, we were talking about how shop towels look like toilet paper, but blue. Yeah. And then how it would be funny if there was, like, a toilet paper section at a, at a hardware store that had all different colors of toilet paper. Right. And then, and then that sort of turned into, well, Paul and I started on this, like, weird tangential discussion about how maybe you could have different flavors of toilet paper to go with different meals. <laughs> Yeah. And, right, and then like yeah, and depending on you know what you what you had, you know whether it's a heavy load. Or and then a light I think it was Graham's contribution to say, and then there could be a sommelier there who is like, yes, you ate this, and so yeah. <laughs> you should use and then, this. And yeah. the, the trick is this. Uh, I mean, I guess getting keys cut. This was like when you were moving. No, it's when I was when I was getting my office run, keys right around the time we started DNM. Oh yeah, so so this was a long time ago. So yeah. like like with a lot of our scripts, there's a lot of lead time. We came it wasn't up, even well, a script though. For well, this. No, no, but this is we, been, we came up with the idea. Yeah, the yeah, idea was a while ago, and I'd been I'd been saying to myself, I'm gonna write this because that's funny. And Jer kept reminding me, being like, I don't want to lose this idea. This is a funny idea, and I'm like, I know, I haven't forgotten. I'm gonna do it. Yeah, for the, you, suggested a couple times that I try writing it, but I was like, I don't really know enough about smallying. Uh, well, I had suggested that I would write it as well, but Graham said that. He he really wanted to at one point and then but the the issue was leading up to leading up to christmas we actually had more scripts than we could do yeah um and so we didn't really need to write anything new at that point hmm. so yeah but then i guess sitting around uh this last friday we realized wait we have nothing to shoot yeah and so a group of us yeah, it was. Um, it it was, was. This was very much sort of a room written. Thing. Room written. Yeah, it was. Um, it was based. Yeah, it was. I mean, everyone's listed in the in the credits there. It was basically everybody but um, Kathleen and Matt because they were at work. Matt showed up at the ends. That's true, actually. Matt. Yeah, Matt did contribute to the latter half of the video. I think. Yeah. From your I perch. Was, from, I was from your perch, perch top, top of ladder. ladder yeah. 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 But I did contribute yes. to the writing process. Handing down from on high. Yeah. And. Um, uh, yeah, it, it 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 turned out really well because we had a lot of like specific ideas for like things we wanted to do, and we kept being like, "Oh wait, yeah, that one idea we got to figure out how we're going to get that in." But uh, yeah, it, it it turned out really well. It's, 
It's, it's it's actually I was, I was we don't we don't we don't write like that a lot, but the times we have, it's actually worked out fairly well. It's just the trick is actually getting people focused on it. Yeah, yeah, it's always difficult to uh, to get coordinated about stuff. Yeah, but then we went up to Uvic, and um, it was not intended necessarily as a sequel to Toilet Humor, but as we were writing it, we figured that the character was very much like my character from Toilet Humor, so we figured we might as well just go with that. There's actually a story with uh, the, in the the Simpsons. I was I've just been reading a bunch of stuff about writers uh-huh. and the 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 room like the room writing for the Simpsons. The room is empty except for chairs, and they have a dictionary and a thesaurus. Nice. And those are the only things. So the problem is we have two computers with Wikipedia on them, yeah. Yeah. which is a terrible, terrible idea. <laughs> yeah, it comes up a lot when we're doing Unskippable because we'll be wanting to make a joke and then be like, "Wait, is that accurate?" Because we don't want to make inaccurate jokes because then people like make fun of us and write letters. And uh, no one's ever written a physical letter. And then, um, and then we go. Although, if you guys hand. want to, that would be awesome. Yeah. And then we go check and confirm, and then we get distracted. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Although the the purple dread nettle was uh, yeah, occasionally useful. Yeah, yes, occasionally, the, the occasionally Wikipedia nettle, yeah. is handy, but uh, it's sort of a wash. We were looking for uh, plants uh, native and exclusive to Turkey. <laughs> and and I I came across a random website that mentioned something called a purple dread nettle, and I thought it was such a funny name. So it's like, okay, let's use this one. And it's, then it's not on Wikipedia. Yeah, no, I know. Wikipedia failed. So, so maybe Wait, it's... Wikipedia, not entirely accurate. Well, <laughs> My God. It's, it's, not, possible, it's not accurate, it's, it's just comprehensive is the problem. It's possible this other website was... Like, that might be, like, a, a very local name for that or something that... Mm. Yeah. Or maybe that website is just lying. But yeah. it's a funny name anyways, so... I, I love the name Dreadnettle. Yeah. yeah. It's not, like, Death sounds That sounds so like a truly unpleasant. horrifying plant. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's just, it, it sounds like... Yeah, it does not sound like a type of toilet paper. Yeah, but when you mash like it and heat it, it's very soft. Yeah. <laughs> it's an acquired taste. Yeah. yeah. Um, then, uh, oh, yeah, Jer is just uh, grabbing the, the menu he wrote up. Uh, we came up with a couple oh, yeah. of names. Which you never see any part of the face of. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah you, you do. do. Do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah you do. When I pop briefly. under the door. It's yeah, not readable. Read okay. That text, okay, so re- read through the, the menu. Okay, well, there's the house tissue. Seasonally colored domestic hygiene paper lined with fur, uh, fur as in fur tree. Uh, with hints of lavender, Gruyere, and pears. Gruyere? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was the that was the blue. That was that's, the blue. That's the house tissue. Why, why would you want your colored. your butt to smell like cheese? That seems like a terrible <laughs> idea. Cheese, cheese and pears. Not, not it's just any the, it's the paper that smells like cheese. Yeah. Not necessarily your ass, but but maybe you ate like a lot of basil or something. Hu de goule. Uh, aged birchwood weave with a moleskin lining harvested from the Swiss Alps by highly skilled farmers during the winter solstice. Perfect <laughs> for reverse lateral cleansing. Right, reverse lateral <laughs> cleansing, because that's the, that's the birchwood. The, right, yeah. right. That's, that's for the Europeans. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Richelieu oak. Uh, spi- As in cardinal Richelieu. Yeah. <laughs> uh, spider silk canopy reinforced with flexible glass weave. Oh God! <laughs> we should uh, take a picture of this and post it to the blog. Actually. And treated with perfume of the Venezuelan Odysseus poppy. Wow! Is there any photos from this shoot? I don't think there are. No, there was that. No, there's, a short, there's a short, short video. video which you have. Which no, I don't. Yes, I do. Yeah, you do. Yep. <laughs> Fight. Tim but has it. We'll um, we'll put a picture of the uh, menu yeah. up we'll on the blog. We'll put a picture of the menu up and the, and the uh, yeah. I'll put the little brief video thing. Yeah, we'll do a blog post for that. Uh, the Syrian sunset, which is the purple dreadnettle cross-stitched with fibers of spun Mongolian flax and a full body, uh, or with a full body and spicy finish. <laughs> oh, God. Spicy finish. Yeah, um, the spicy finish. And then these... that's, that's like, that's like, could be directly from a wine bottle, though. Yeah. 
And then the Citron Spring Breeze, uh, spring, spring Fresh Aloe Vera Infused Angora Seasoned with Lemongrass and Hints of Vanilla and Chromium Sulfate. <laughs> wow, that, I was, that's I was the $300 you, roll thing. I was right? with you up until the Chromium Sulfate. <laughs> yeah. Standard isn't, that the, isn't that the active ingredient in Skeet Repellent? <laughs> I believe so. It might be, yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, standard, that's obscure. Standard in three ply, available in four ply by a special request. Yeah, nice. so that, that was the actual one he settled on. Yeah. And nice. Then, then there was one more um, got cut off. that got cut off the bottom. And going to bed printing. Uh, just give me a second here. I'll pull it up. Uh, yeah. So uh, because so for some for yeah for some reason Jared did all those and we were actually like waiting around for a while for him to finish too. Yeah, we were. <laughs> we're like, what are you doing? And, oh, oh, I see the menu. Yes, yeah. of course. Um, I wonder if, like, in HD, you could actually read it. I don't know. It it's, Im- it's important to actually have a convincing-looking prop, though, or else it would have been, yeah. been lame. But, and uh, it helps us get into character. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So then we went up to... Um, oh, there it is. Oh, there it is? What is it? The uh, the Triceratops Special. Oh, right. 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 A triumvirate of silver Masonic oyster, oyster carapaces treated with mercury and drizzled with an organic strawberry mucus varnish. Is it Masonic? So that's yeah, is it like stonemasons? Masonic oysters? Oh, right, yeah. There's The actual oh, yeah. the ending was supposed to be a little different. The ending, well, originally we really... The stinger, you mean? Yeah, yeah. The, stinger. yeah the stinger, we really, really, really wanted to pull out the, the three seashells. Yeah. Um, which would have been awesome. I, I mean, the towel worked out really well, but... Yeah, the original uh, suggestion for the stinger was the towel. Yeah. And then the three seashells reference to Demolition Man. Was like okay, well we got to do that. And Matt drove around for all over. Yeah, like I went out to Tilikum Mall hours I went, uh, uh, trying to like, find appropriate seashells. Well, there was like five stores down the the road that theoretically, and this makes me yeah. laugh because we they had went, every every other yeah. type of shell except we actually we found ones perfect, absolutely perfect, except for they were about triple the size they needed to be. <laughs> yeah, and it's so they were like the size of like an open hand. Yeah, yeah, they were basically like the size of my palm. Or no, of my actual entire hand, I think they were pretty yeah, big. They were like small plates, like but it, saucer size. It uh-huh. makes me laugh pretty hard that we live or we work within a block of like the five, homemaker five homemaker like places, and it's just like uh, all of them are like we normally might have that, but not right now. It's like fuck, yeah. <laughs> come on. We also work within two blocks of the ocean. We do also work, but, but we don't but have it, that kind of. The thing is, like, a slew like out here, the actual shells that were used in Demolition Man were like. Scallops, uh, yeah, scallop shells, scallop like, shells. but deep, but like they were not natural; they were yeah. ceramic, and they were deeper than a yeah. typical scallop. Yeah, shell. and so we were looking for three scallop shell shaped like ceramic dishes, like or, soap dishes, or yeah, like, exactly, yeah, like soap yeah. dishes or what have you. And and it was impossible to find. I drove out to Tilikum Mall. I went to Home Outfitters. I went to Zeller's. I went to. Um, I wonder if you actually could could have gotten like like soap. In that shape. I tried. Uh, yeah, I tried, tried candle dishes, everything. Yeah. Nobody oh, well. had anything. You could have carved and, some of uh, soap. Ultimately, <laughs> I tried going to... Um, Did you go to Michael's? I went to Michael's, yeah. Wow. You went and, to the craft uh, store. I went to the craft store to see if they had, like, little styrofoam shell shapes for crafts. Nothing. The only thing they had were actual shells, which you could buy in bags for $17. <gasps> between 17 and $30 for a bag of seashells. And any given bag only had two scallop shells. Ah, <laughs> what? Wow. So, uh, wow. so we tried. We, we tried. tried. We really, really uh, I think the, the, the towel turned out to be pretty the funny. The towel turned yeah. out to be funny, but... The uh, the the entertaining part for me prop-wise is that the um, the the house towel, of course, is the, is a paper towel-sized shop towel. 
which <coughs> I'd forgotten that they came in that size. That it, that might have been the inspiration for the video, but we we, we forgot until we were shooting that they actually came in that size. Right. Yeah, we just um, lucked out when the guy was like, "Oh, we've got the short ones." Except like, short ones. Except the sheets are like. Uh, they're about they're double and a quarter as long as, as a normal. Yeah. They're, they're like a normal size of a paper towel, but cut in half. Yeah, yeah, yeah or thirds almost. Um, Man, but for the, that video, you you should have had like silver scissors to cut the toilet paper with. Oh, that would oh, be good. Oh. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> but the uh, the um, the actual like expensive toilet paper that he ends up using is just like a normal roll of toilet paper. Sherman, I believe. Nice. I will, yeah, I think it was Sherman. It was pretty soft. Yeah. So, no, it, it was definitely the nice stuff. What was it like spending uh, like? Two hours sitting on the toilet with your pants down. The the most awkward part was not that I was sitting there with my pants down. It's that I had to pretend that I was trying to hide myself from you. Right. Which meant I had to have my hand between my legs the whole time. Yeah. Mm. Also, which is socially awkward. Right. We, we not were, physically awkward. We, we were just uh, <laughs> we were just we were shooting it in uh, a bathroom up at Uvic, which was like a public bathroom. So yeah. like at one point a guy like came one in. One guy, oh, yeah. He came in and we're we're sitting there, Graham in a tuxedo and like lights and cameras oh, and like somebody sitting up. Four people in a it's, single. Toilet he didn't stall. see the the stall no. though. Yeah. Graham stopped him before he saw what so was like, happening in the stall. A it's film. a big mirror. He could have easily seen. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. there was yeah. a giant mirror. He totally. Oh, he totally did see us there. And like Tim with his pants down. Yeah, Tim with his pants down. You with a camera and me with a. And Graham, like, we're, we're making a, a, video. a video for the internet. <laughs> I, I specif- I'm always specify- I'm always, sketch I'm always very, very careful to specify a sketch comedy. Yeah. And he was like, oh, it's okay, and just laughed immediately. <laughs> I was amazed that people were actually able to call, like... Which like, bathroom? Which ba- like, precisely which bathroom. Like, Considering yeah. like it's the identical. Right, like, the right floor. It's identical yeah, well, to that- the one below it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that were one guy. on the second floor? Yeah. 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 Oh, I thought you were on the ground floor. No, yeah, exactly. Floor. Yeah. Yes, yeah. people oh. were able to Why call a second floor even though it's identical to the bathroom on the first floor. Huh. Weird, there's there's weird something in there. Yeah. There's something that There's something that, that we're not noticing. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, one Speaking guy in the escape triggering, list. you open the, open the door to the stall <laughs> oh, yeah. and then close it again and the auto flush on the urinal sets off. Yeah. So we annoying. had to take some of the shop towel and wrap it around the, the auto flush sensor on the urinal so that when I walked back into the stall after leaving to get the toilet paper, it doesn't go kafloosh. Yeah. Which was so annoying. Uh, I wasn't actually originally going to play the part. Uh, Matt was going to, and then he had to leave. Yeah, I had to go. And then it's like, oh, well, James will. And then James thought he was going to have to leave, but we actually finished before he would have had to leave, so we could have. It was a really good shoot. Yeah, yeah, it was two hours basically, yeah. almost flat. I was making those uh, those James Dictator posters that were used. In the That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, and I had, my dad retired from his job this week, so I went off to his retirement dinner. Ah. Like, oh. Sorry, dad, I can't come to your retirement dinner. We were... I have to film in a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody was like, uh, "It's interesting that, that you guys had uh, videos two weeks in a row with shots in that same building. It's because they were shot on exactly the same day. Yeah, like we shot all the slow mo walking scenes for the job, Be- and then just before half the people left, and then." And we shot this video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, just that one little bit from the job. Yeah, so that's that's why. Uh, and um, the floor was the floor looked looked pretty clean. And it's not my tux. It's a it's a prop tux. It, like it's ours. But you know, everyone was like, "Oh, brave man, being getting the ground." No, it's not a big deal. Mm. It's not. It's, it's not like people just arbitrarily urinate everywhere in a university bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. arbitrarily. It's, no. It's, it's they do very it, rational. Yeah, they, yes. they, they do it very deliberately. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's our university students, after all. It's like, yes. this, this is the fourth time I'm going to the bathroom in on university campus this week. This is the time in which I have to Also, we were in a computer yeah. science building. So, yeah, they, they planned that shit out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, very, very carefully. Electronic yeah. scheduling. and Literally, yeah. they planned the shit out. <laughs> so... The sensor has a Linux kernel in it. Um, <laughs> unskippable this week was the saboteur, 
Yeah. Or the Habakkuk. <laughs> the land Sabatier. of terrible accents. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you have to ask yourself the question. Do people in that game actually have good, like, decent French accents? Or okay. Or do they sound, they all sound, like do they sound obviously fake all the time? Funny story. I was playing... I went, I've actually been playing some of that game because it's honestly kind of fun. Like, it's not great, but it's fun. You get to you get to run around, um, you know, you get to run around occupied uh, France and blow up Nazi shit. So, you know, there's, you know, it's fun. But, um... There's one of those missions where it's, you know, you've got to drive someone somewhere, and so they're talking to you the whole time. And uh, the character of Veronique, who's actually in that cutscene at the very end, she's the one in the car talking to you. And I swear, I'll have to, like, see if I can replay it. I have a save from beforehand. I swear that her voice, like, her accent drastically changes from one sentence to another in the middle of, in the, middle of the car ride. Like, she's talking in one accent the whole time. Like Halle Berry X-Men style? And then she pauses, and then she's talking with a different bad French accent. I'm sure. I was like, I was taken aback by the by the change. So, yeah, no, no one has, like, you should hear the Germans talk, too. You know, because in that scene, you didn't actually get to hear any Germans talking. And the, you know, and they're all, you know, they're all very, uh, don't mention the war. Like, <laughs> Monty Python-style Germans. It's, none of the accents are very good. It's true what we said in that scene, that it's like, it's it's not just that, they don't sound like they're from the countries they're supposed to be from. They don't all sound like all the voice actors are from the same country. Like, Because yeah. the French people, all the people doing bad French accents aren't all doing the same kind of bad French accent. <laughs> See, Tally and I have been experiencing the same issue with Dragon Age, where she'll be like, that girl sounds like a, uh, you know, French girl, or that just a general European... No, it's just a bad French accent. <laughs> and they live within 3,000 kilometers of Quebec, so they have no excuse. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, I was trying to think of what else happened. Oh, yeah, yeah, we used the uh, version of the cutscene without the, the... Oh, yeah, there's... The, the Midnight Show DLC. Yes, there's the whole the whole issue where we're like, oh, man, this is kind of weird that we're... Because we don't... I mean, we, are, we don't really care that much, but we don't usually have, like, the nudity and, and like, swearing and stuff in the cutscenes. Yeah, there was going to be... Because uh, when you install... if you it, We did an ENN story on this a couple weeks ago, actually. Which is, if you buy the game new, you get a download code for free DLC that uh, adds nudity to the game. Meaning that all the girls, in, or the dancing girls in the opening cutscene that have pasties on their breasts, it removes the pasties. So they are topless. Which, so, which, to be honest, more historically accurate for them to actually be topless. If you're interested. Of course, Graham immediately ran home and made sure he put in that DLC, the DLC code into his home Xbox. <laughs> as yes. opposed to our working Xbox. I was going to ask about Xbox. that too. That yes. Where that code actually went. Yes, it is on my <laughs> Xbox at home. Uh, it also uh, adds another, like, a basement to... Because your, your base of operations is that club. There's like a secret room in the back. And uh, it the DLC adds a basement that's like an exclusive section to the club that has that has like a burlesque show, and so you you just watch it, and then there's just like the topless video game girl just dancing about, hmm. and it's like, boy, that's that's it. That's exciting. Why? Now, how was, was was there some reaction to that on the escapist like forums? People... The only the only reaction was someone saying, "Why didn't you use the version with nudity?" Uh. <laughs> I like I like the idea of I think uh, maybe uh, I think he, Yahtzee talked about it in his review of this. I hope somebody caught my the uncanny valley reference. <laughs> oh, if they did, yeah. yeah. 
But the I think Yatsi talked about in his saboteur review. He's saying this idea of like making the game you want you you want to make with like all the swearing and nudity and violence you want, and then have like a really stripped down Care Bears version of it that you submit to the ESRB, charge hat like charge thirty bucks for the game, and then charge like an extra thirty bucks for the DLC that actually turns it into the real game. Yeah, <laughs> except because, but because, because it's it's DLC it, online it, interaction is not rated by the ESRB. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you could totally get away with it. Yeah, and just have like the thirty dollar game be really lame. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, the game is still rated M because it's you know, it's not like the pasties leave much to the imagination, and you are. You know. But it's only partial nudity. Yeah, you are killing yes. Nazis the whole time. So, but, Nazis. but killing Nazis killing is Nazis. like killing carrots, right? Yeah. Like it's yeah. like <laughs> killing Nazis is like rated G now. Yeah, no, it really is. It's, There's it's, a it's actually, Nazis are the only thing that's acceptable. Sad to kill. but true. Speaking and of robots. speaking of Yahtzee had a very interesting uh, one of his one of his extra punctuation columns talking about why having Nazis as the bad guys is like the most lazy shorthand ever. It's yeah, <laughs> Nazis, Nazis, robots. Uh, zombies. terrorists, zombies, mm-hmm. and like and ran- like random faceless guys that like wear gas masks all the time. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually pretty common. Yeah, the those, cast of Jiro. They, a- yeah, well, the thing is, the random faceless guys wearing gas masks all the time are often portrayed as space Nazis, uh, like the Hellgast from Killzone. Uh-huh. They are yeah. they are space Nazis. Yes, they they're not Nazis. They just happen to wear all black and have a red. Have a big red banner with a white and black logo with sort of a geometric thing on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah. aside from so, that, not Nazis at all. Uh, Saboteur is actually kind of fun, but it's like it's 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 not great, but it is it's definitely the way Yahtzee describes it in that it's it is the sandbox uh, jack of all trade, master of none. Like it's got all these little bits and pieces from other sandbox games. It does not make a greater whole, but it's not bad. Mm. It's just. You know, it's just there. I'd actually, I'd honestly recommend it if you're looking for some mindless fun. But, there you go. Uh, ENN. ENN. It was our interview with Yahtzee this week. Yeah. yeah. You so, guys taped a long time ago. Yeah, yeah this, back this at GameX. Was, this was, yeah, obviously back at GameX. That's the last thing we filmed at GameX, so. Yeah, uh, and th- this was actually, uh, you know, we also, Ooh. the other thing we shot with Yahtzee at GameX was the, the little the little bit he did for uh, the Rojo. Yeah. yeah, so we wanted to separate those by as much as we could, which yes. ended up being a long time. A lot longer, but, uh, Because yes. we had a lot of killer content to put between them. Yahtzee, yeah. yeah, Yahtzee was actually really cool for this. We were trying to figure out, uh, you know, what to, something funny to do with him, and, uh, uh, and uh, I, I, I like. I'm pretty pretty happy with how it turned out, actually. Yeah, unfortunately, he needed to speak up a little more. Well, it's unfortunately the the mic. We had two lapel mics, but his lapel mic messed up. Oh, no. Yeah, his uh, lapel that, mic was was messed up as one of their lapel mics was so so screwed up, mm. and it actually it it's phenomenally irritating because in that interview, the one that Yahtzee was wearing was the screwed up one, and the boom was closer to Paul. Right. For when we were actually filming Yahtzee for Rojo, the one that he was wearing was the screwed up one, and I and I had to use entirely boom audio for that. Mm. For the interview with the guild, the one that Jeff was wearing was the screwed up one, and I had to use boom audio for that. Uh, like to actually- and for the Dante's Inferno one, the one that Brian O'Halloran was wearing was the screwed up one, and I had to use boom audio for that. So uh, you listen to the audio without the boom, and you hear Brian talking, and he's like, Okay, so what do you want me to do? Then you hear me wearing the other lapel mic, which for some reason they left on me, crystal clear, being like, okay, if you could do this and this other thing, that'd be great. 
I'm like, fuck, this is so annoying. Oh, no. So uh, I'm so glad we were able to salvage all the footage that it, we did. It's worthwhile to uh, give a shout out to the the uh, audio guy at, from The Escapist, Nick, yeah, yeah, who, Nick. Who, and who is like, you know what, I'm just going to boom this stuff. And we're like, why are you booming it? We've got the lapel mics. He's like, oh, you know, I just might as well have coverage for the audio. We're like, okay. And yeah. so he boomed everything, even though we thought we had the audio. And we're just like, thank God he did. Yeah. Nick is great. Yeah. He's so, like, well, I know our mic aren't, aren't, aren't very good. So props to Nick and uh, Shane, the video producer, who yeah, were following yeah. us around all of GameX, filming whatever we asked them to. It's uh, it's interesting. It's they they had a freelance guy running the running the camera. You just hit me on the knee with your pen. Didn't mean to. Sorry about that. <laughs> they had a freelance. That time I meant to. Yeah. They had a they had a freelance guy running the camera, and Nick's like, yeah, I think he was messing with the camera settings or something. So mm. yeah, they mm. chose uh, to be using him again. Uh, yeah. yeah, we also the other. Brief cutaway that in that episode was the uh, Final Fantasy Thirteen pedo ban. Yeah, I <laughs> fuck. <laughs> it's holy the... shit. So good. I think Easily my, my favorite part of the episode. Like no, no one. And I was very pleased that nobody in the Escapist thread said that it looked fake. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's yeah. that the motion tracking just does it. Yeah, yeah. You just have because then you have it's a little a real bit of shot. you have a little bit of camera motion and then you've got the thing. Yeah, it's a real shot, but the bus is not there. Yeah, there's just a big empty space. Which yeah, it turned out. It the turned the out only really way well. I could tell it was fake is because the the shadow under the van was a bit darker than the. Yeah, really, the only reason I could tell it was fake because I knew there was never a bus there. <laughs> well, I mean, I knew that too, but. Yeah. Uh, just trying to think. Oh yes, and also uh, the uh, joke at the very very end. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Paul wrote that and put it up on the wave. I keep hitting you in the knee with my pen. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm gonna put pen in the other. I'm gonna put my, I'm gonna put the pen down. Okay. You put that up. Uh, I, I put it largely up largely for my amusement. Yeah, I put it up largely just because I, I knew that like you know we would find it funny, and I was like, okay, this is and like I did in the in the wave where we were planning on the thing. I was like, this is really obscure, but for the five people who get it, it'll be hilarious. Unfortunate that you, me, and Graham are three of those five. Yeah, people. yeah. Although I, I, more than ten people in the escapist forum said that I'm one of the ten people that got that. Yeah, so, so that's good. I'm, I'm happy about that. Yeah, some yeah. people got Which it. I also people? saw that the I fat like, boys. Uh, Tweeted about it on their own feed. Yeah, yeah. Did, I, you, did you tell them about it? Yeah, yeah. isn't yeah. the fat boys thing that you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I sent I sent a reply to their Twitter account, and they were like, "Oh, that's awesome!" and retweeted it. And yeah. Put it out, which is great. Also, yeah, it's, uh, Prince Marky D runs their uh, Twitter account. For everybody who said that's awesome, I love MathNet. It's not MathNet is not the name of the show. The show's called Square, Square One. One. MathNet was a segment on the show, but yeah. it was still the best segment. No, uh, <laughs> no, it wasn't. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Anyway, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Oh, but, yeah, and, uh, everybody really liked my, uh, oh, you're fake swooning? swooning of Oh, the Yahtzee. swooning was so good. <laughs> that, that but, great. uh... Yeah, well, except for Yahtzee. No, 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 he, no, he, he liked he it. He didn't like that shit. No, he liked it. He just, he just didn't, he, he doesn't like being called Ben. He likes Yahtzee. He, he prefers Yahtzee as a name. Like, even in person. Yahtzee. Interesting. Yahtzee. Yeah, so, I don't know why, but so there you, you go. meet him, call him Yahtzee. Yeah. yeah. Only so if he calls me cut you. Monopoly. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I want to be called Boggle. I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast before, but at the uh at at GameX, someone asked him, like, Are you Yahtzee? And he's like, uh yes. What like really? Yes. And I was and then, you know, she was like, Hey, and you know, like asked him to like shake his hand or whatever. Then we're walking away, I was like, What is that like really? Like what does that mean? He's like and he said that he had actually previously been asked at a convention. Like, straight up, without any bit of irony, he was asked, are you Yahtzee or are you just cosplaying as him? Yeah. And I was like, what? I was like, what? 
do people, like, who the hell would cosplay as you? And he said, no, seriously, I've seen it. He's well, seen people at conventions wearing, like, like a like a vest and the hat and everything, like he like like in that that video of him, he's seen people cosplay as his like avatar from the thing, like entirely white with like the white trilby hat. That's awesome. And like big black eyes. And, that is yeah, weird. It's so strange. It's like, well, good for him. So. Uh, All right. No doubt we'll have a response to this podcast. Or by now. Okay, I want, like, I'm one of those people. I want to see somebody cosplaying as as somebody from ENN one day. I'd love to see a cosplayer of myself. We don't have, like... <laughs> and then my head would explode. That's just, we, we don't have costumes, though. Yeah. Okay, somebody go and get my awesome haircut. Somebody yeah. somebody uh, cosplay as Rojo. Yeah. <laughs> Compelling. Yeah, he just is like, wow, are you cosplaying as Rojo? Compelling. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. Uh, all right, so... Hey, hey, fun, fun, fun game to play. Listen to any, like, games press podcast. Just choose one and count the number of times you hear compelling. Take a drink every time you hear compelling. <laughs> That's you dangerous. The end. That is dangerous. Uh, all right, so what we're playing now. Yeah, when we want to talk a little bit about are this... We- do you want right. to talk about it now or at the end? Now. I guess we have to talk about it now. They yeah. were at the end and they'd be wondering what it is the whole time. Yeah, it's Do true. it live. So, um, for anybody, chances are if you listen to this, you were also watching me and Tim yesterday. So you knew, you know that we were going to make some changes to this podcast. Well, people who were, were watching yesterday were also listening to this. That's true. People listening to this were not necessarily watching yesterday. That's true. I'm confused. Venn diagram. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what's going on anymore. Anyways, regardless, we're changing the podcast. Um, not majorly. We're just splitting it up into two different podcasts. So, starting next week, we will be recording a ass or a lure cast, which will include the chat about you know the video, the lure video, the ENN video, and the unskippable video. And we'll be doing Askler, continuing to do it because God knows we have a lot, like a lot, like twenty pages worth right now. It's insane. And then afterwards, we will. Follow that up with um, a more sexily named. A more sexily named what we're playing now. We don't have a name for it yet, but we're probably going to change. What it. we're sexily playing. What we're now. sexily playing now, <laughs> and we'll record it in the nude, so it will be very sexy. <laughs> well, that sexy. won't be that won't be live streamed <laughs> at any time. Yeah, that's true. So, um, I mean, that's really all there is. It's just split we're into two split separate because, podcasts because you know. Some, we like doing both, but some people are like, oh, don't do what we're playing now, ignore it, do Askler, and then we do that, and the people are like, no, I like what we're playing now, so now you get both. Yeah. It's like a bespoke. However. You, if you want both, you can have both. If you want one or the other, you can take your pick. Exactly. So people are like, I want my what we're playing now in between when you talk about the videos <laughs> and when you do Askler. And then, yeah. we, then we punch you in the face. Yeah. And yeah then then you, listen to the first half. Of yeah, the exactly. Then listen to what, what we're playing, playing now. now. Then what, go back, take it back the into Askler. Just do what, a mashup. What you play in Playa, I think. What you play player um something to keep in mind is that the length of the podcasts are going to be it's not like we're going to do two hour long podcasts <laughs> Lord, no. because that's just ridiculous it'll probably be like 40 minutes for the lure cast and half an hour for whatever we're playing that well, will be named i i don't know we're already at half an hour and we are only just going into i mean that i'd say 45 for uh, ask or for the lure cast we'll play by ear but it's, it's not gonna be two hours every week no it's not we got gonna be to do. <laughs> yeah because we want to record them back to back because it's just easier for us yes. so next week look for two podcasts and something else to look forward to in the yet to be named what we're playing podcast better structure yes matt you wanted to talk a little bit about star trek online da, 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 da. i did in fact 
Please do. Uh, all right. As uh, as noted in the previous podcast, I've been playing Star Trek Online, and uh, this week they released some patching, and uh, now it is not so kind of middling. It's what did they? Much what awesome did they? Now. What did they change that made it? Because uh, when you because when, when you very very first played, you're like, this is absolute crap, and then you play it again, and you're like, well, it's not quite as crap, but it's it's still kind of crap, and now it's. Good, ostensibly. Now it's ostensibly good. Okay. I still don't know that I'll buy it when it comes out. I may still sit on it for a while before actually picking it up. Sit on it. But hey. uh, the uh, they Never smoothed make that out some yet. of the graphical issues that I was having. So uh, away missions aren't as choppy as they were before. They're still choppy. Um, away missions are very routine and repetitive. I'm not crazy about those. Did they add uh, what automatic they, firing to away missions? Uh, no, you still have to fire manually, oh, which is ridiculous. Um, do you bring red shirts with you on away you missions? You do. You get to bring your entire bridge, crew, like your your bridge officers, and, and they all die and every you mission. Get, and you have random uh, security. Like so, you control a party. Red shirts. You control a party. What happens players. when you like raid together? Uh, do then, you control? You know, all if, parties? if you're doing a group, like if you're grouping with other people, then uh-huh. everybody's. Themselves, but oh. when you go in alone, you have your so then crew. so you have like a party of all captains who go down. And yeah, fight. basically. <laughs> how, much, how much of the game is actually instanced? Like is, uh, everything is instanced. Uh, all the planet stuff is instanced. Or everything all is the spaceship instanced. stuff is instanced. All the spaceship well. stuff is instanced as well. So why is it? How is it an MMO? That's a, yeah. I was gonna say that's not an MMO because you you, you share instances with other people. So but like you go into a zone and other people can all yeah. like and there, for areas. instance, there's like twelve instances of. Like the Risa system, for instance, and so oh, you, you go in twelve instances for that. It <laughs> it, uh, it drops you into like instance five with three other people who are already in there, and then other people. It just drops you into the, so, like so you're not seeing everybody so else. You're not seeing in there. everybody who's in that mm-hmm. zone. So, so it's, sure, it's not sure so much massively multiplayer. It's just it's multiplayer. multiplayer. Yeah. Well, but, I, I uh, guess, and I'm sure that all the common areas and stuff are shared. Uh, no common. No. The the, the major common areas because everything's like everything's really small, right? Like a star base is really yeah. small. Like there's not a lot of a star base is not actually very big in Star Trek. They're you know five or six ships docked at any given point in time. Yeah, um, which is actually pretty good design for an MMO when you don't want to be running around gigantic cities like in Final Fantasy. 11. Right. So you've got a little star base that's got a couple of rings and then and the like the admiral's office and things on it, and you dock there and you and all the people running around the ship are you and maybe 10 other ships, right? So you've mm-hmm. got like 10, 15, 20 people running around the star base and then NPCs, not five or 600 people running around this star yeah. base and then NPCs. Well, because like, like in Guild Wars, for example, people had kind of the same comment that if everything outside of the towns is instanced, then how is it an MMO? But I mean, when you enter to the towns or those kind of areas, there would be, say, there are 12 copies of this town that hold everybody... In North America, yeah. So there are a couple hundred people in this city. That, um, that still seems that still region. seems pretty massively multiplayer to me. Yeah, yeah. And, and you're not like you may also be in... like it just wouldn't work having like 500 ships docked at one, <laughs> at star, one base. star base. Yeah, well, that's, when that, you're that's... when you're dealing with when you're dealing with a pre-existing IP, you sort of got to work within the. Yeah, yeah it's well, true. you don't and, ever well, actually the, see the your story ship that docked, people so tell that... us from like Lord of the Rings Online, right? Where you would have to go to the prancing pony and Bree mm. to meet up with Aragorn, right? Right. And so it would be your special time with Aragorn and about 50 other players in line to meet up with Aragorn. <laughs> Right. Right. Really? Yeah. Oh Which would just be weird. So I mean, you can see why they're doing it. Why yeah. they're doing it that way? Yeah. Anyway, after have fifty other Aragorns that are also meeting with yeah. parties. <laughs> that was a really yeah. un- annoying part of World of Warcraft until yeah. they started doing the uh, the phasing. Yeah. Now the phasing is uh, is sweet in yeah. World of Warcraft. So, um, but one of the other things they changed with this big patch is they revamped the UI for um, ship 
battle and ship based combat oh, entirely. Okay. So the it, like all the icons changed the map the way the map interface changed really? works changed that's the, so weird the, it's uh, like they've been working on the game for however long and they put it a beta and then they completely changed the yeah. UI in a week everything changed. oh wait it sucked yeah never wow. had they not played it internally i don't know i, I don't know what happened <laughs> well no it's the problem the problem is they probably played it way too much internally and no, they got really good at it and uh, then i would say it's it probably just a matter that the ui was going to be updated like they were working on the final ui and it just didn't make the beta uh, yeah, that, that makes more time. sense it takes a long time to revamp it. Oh, I bet. And that's why I was so surprised to find that it was just suddenly done. Yeah, but also, it's, there's it's no way, way cleaner looking now. Oh. Um, they uh, they also fixed a couple of... Or they fixed for me. Other people have still been experiencing it. But my patch fixed a glitch where like my ship doesn't spawn on planets anymore and my little dude doesn't spawn in space, which is nice. Um, <laughs> Do you I, spawn I, in space like, and then die? Well, no. What would happen is you'd spawn a tiny, tiny little person in space, and you could walk around. What in space? <laughs> That's hilarious. Or more hilariously, you beam down to like Starbase Twenty Four, and it spawns your ship—a <laughs> tiny, tiny little version of your ship inside That's, the Starbase, and hilarious. you can scoot around on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Why would they take that out? That's awesome. And your ship would be scooting around the starbase on the. In the would there be like other ships scooting around as no, well? No, it would just be you. And the the major issue with it was that if that glitch occurred, it wouldn't beam your your away crew in with you. So you'd end up with one security officer and you trying to fight through this entire zone when, mean? when it's balanced for you, three bridge crew and a security officer. Would you have phasers and photons? <laughs> no, you can't fire your weapons. It's just a ship that scoots around they, and it's really sluggish. Cause so, the ship sorry, do they always beam down one security officer with you? Yes, there's one security That's officer. That's hilarious! <laughs> it's It's... It's you, your three bridge crew, and one security officer. You should get That's like awesome. You should, you should get like super awesome like mega points if your security officer gets to the end of the mission to live. <laughs> like, I was gonna yeah. say like the captain. It's like the captain should have like powers that are like okay, kill your bridge crew and this happens, or not kill your like sorry, yeah. kill your security officer and this happens. Like, or, or like, or like, should have switch. A sacrifice yourself for someone else. Power, or, or yeah, or like, like if one of your bridge crew is gonna die, you can have your security officer die instead. Die instead, yeah. like that. The reason that they like it's hilarious that they include one security officer because that's just funny and it's a little tip of the hat to Star Trek. But um, the the instances are balanced for five member parties. Your ship only allows for three bridge crew and you. So it's you, three bridge crew, and then they have to fill in that fifth but spot. But they could have balanced it for four. I mean, I, yeah. I, I like to think that the security officer was intentional it was in intentional. that case. But, and you can choose to, like, I think you can actually choose to switch it out to, like, a tactical officer or what have you. Is, it, is it always, always the same it, security officer? To a security officer. No, it's... Is it's, it like it's, a random... But it is always a, like, always red a red shirt. shirt. Nice. And, uh, like, my character is a tactical officer, so I'm a red shirt. Um, oh, because oh, tactical right. in this universe. Well, captains are always Engineering red. is... Well, yeah, but you're not necessarily in this. Uh, because if you're a science officer, you can still be a lieutenant and a captain of a ship, but be a science officer. Right? Huh. So it's just the way the the rank system That's, works. That was true of Next Gen, though. In the last episode, Crusher is a Yeah, a she's a, sci- she's a captain officer. and still a doctor yeah. and science officer. But it's... it Like, the space combat is even more fun now than it was before. It's It's... Like, if the game was space combat only, I would be rating it in, like, the 8, 9 out of 10 range. 
Unfortunately, the away mission. But the away mission down needs to some work. Six, seven. Like, All right. Uh, well, the, keep the us posted on, on how it goes. I, I, sorry, I have one more question. Yeah. The whole making your own alien thing. Yeah. Did that make it in? It is. It is there, and did... I've seen a couple of like unique aliens that people have. But made. you didn't make your no, own. No, I alien. just. I in fact, I am using the default human female that it just builds for you. Um, because I just didn't care. Is it like they've got like a little spore it. thing in there to make your own alien? Apparently, there's like a, a there's a tool for making your own alien race, which sounds like really cool. Yeah, when you um when you uh, first make the Wiginians, <laughs> the Wiginians. Uh, when you first make your character, you have the option of picking from human or ex like various uh, different alien races, and those alien races all have certain racial traits, right? So like humans right, right. have two racial traits, and you get to take a third trait. Um, or Human, let me guess, trait. humans are average, whereas everybody They're, else is. They, they have certain <laughs> no, they have certain abilities that are in, like unique to humans. They should have put Andorians in and made them the average. Why? No one cares about Andorians. I think they may have actually. Are Andorians in there? And which ones are the Andorians? They're, They're the, the, the blue, blue with, with antenna. antennas. With the two antennas, I believe they are in there somewhere. That's I awesome. can't remember. Um, yeah, I well, they're, they're all over Enterprise. How many playable so. races are there? There's, I think, eight playable races. Wow. I think one of them isn't... Well, there's, for, there's also the premium play as Seven of Nine right. type ex-Borg. Yeah. Um, the, there's uh, Klingons are their own faction. And if you're part of... Like, if you're playing Klingon, then you're playing Klingon. Right. Um, and they cannot be part of the Federation. Yeah. Uh, and then if you're playing Fed, you've got, like, eight races to choose from. Cool. And then also the ability to make your own alien race. Um, which so, but if you're playing Klingon, you're only playing Klingon? Or if you're you... playing Klingon, you're Klingon. Because the, the storyline of the game is that the Federation and the Klingon Empire, uh, like, Klingon Empire are at war. Mm-hmm. And the Borg and the Romulans are taking advantage of this to try and like gain back space. Yeah. And like the Borg so you can are no play longer as... a hive race. They're now, they, they've gone sort of independent with the death of the Queen in right. Voyager. And so, so this, this takes place after Voyager. Yeah, this is this is like future Star Trek. So, so, so you can so there's four factions then. There's uh, Federation, Klingon, Romulan, Borg. Theoretically, yes. Although only Klingon and Federation are in the game at the moment. Right. Um, Federation is your PVE where you yeah. go around and you do quests and things. Klingon, you basically fly around and gun fed ships out of the air. Oh, um, they are straight uh, PVP. Interesting. Um, and like. Can you customize your Klingon ridges, I guess would be my next question. Like, can, I, can I reduce my ridges to zero and give myself a goatee? Basically. <laughs> yeah, you probably sweet. could, yes. Right. Um, I haven't actually made a Klingon character. Um, but yeah, you, and you get different ship types, and you can customize your ship. You start off with, like, uh, there are three versions of, like, the same basic ship design. It's the, the Shiktai, or something like that, the Miranda, and the... I can't remember what the three ships are called, but they're they're all the saucer section with the nacelles below. Reliant? Uh, no, well, the Reliant is a Miranda class ship, right? Sorry. Um, and then you, what you what you do is you've got these three ships, and, but they're all modular, so you can take the struts from one version. Like the one ship has struts that go way out to its engines, and then you've got the Miranda class, which is straight up and so down. You can sort of customize, and that yeah, and you can you can take like can you add spinners? No. Does, does it actually <laughs> make you any can difference? Because like, the original no, Enterprise had spinners, it had. They sell Laser them. Sells yes. Spin. Okay. Um, the EB Games and GameStop uh, pre-order bonus yeah. is an original Constitution class starship, though. Oh, that's in awesome. In the design of the like the original Enterprise. That's so, cool. Yes, that would have spinners yeah. because you would have the original that's cells. Awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, so let us know if that. Yeah, so it, it everything you ever wanted promise. to know about Star Trek Online. Yeah. Yes, without that's playing true. it. Um, Alex and Tim and I and, and and Matt actually was there for part of it too. Played a little some bit. Left for Dead the other day. 
and we started getting into some of the more exotic achievements, which I realized I generally have a fairly strong distaste for achievements, but I realized after doing this, just like everything else, if it's fun, I like it. Exactly. These, yeah. are, these are weird how that works. Yeah. 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 So no, did you guys ever achieve the get the gnome to the end? Yes, yes. we did. We after just... getting robbed the first time. So there's an achievement called Garden, Garden gnome. gnome. Spelled yeah. G-U-R-D-I-N apostrophe. Garden Gnome. And it's in one of the campaigns called Dark Carnival. There's a shooting gallery. And if you... Yeah, that's the, it's the second segment out of five. five. Yeah. yeah and if five. you activate the shooting gallery and play it and get more than 750 points, it gives you a garden gnome. Also a mob of zombies. And a mo- huge mob of zombies. <laughs> and there's an achievement for picking up the gnome and carrying it all the way to the end of the campaign through the next yep. four Onto levels. Yeah, the chopper. Three levels. Yeah, it's, it's now, quite challenging. Do you have to be holding it at all times? No. That's, yeah, no. But... While while you're holding it, you can't attack. You can only do a melee shove, which isn't actually lethal. Uh, so you have to put it down if you want to use your gun. So it, while you're walking and moving, it renders one of your people sort of sort of useless. <coughs> yeah, it's yeah, you have to and be, really vulnerable. Yeah, you have to be really careful about like how you like keep track of it because you're always finding yourself. You get into a firefight and you're like, "Where's the gnome? Where's the gnome?" Yeah, <laughs> and you have to look around. And it's got a really, really bright item glow that you can actually see from a distance, which is good. Yeah, but it also obscures a ton of your view. If you have this third, it. It's so creepy. A it's third of your view is taken up by this like massive gnome head just smiling at you. <laughs> What's much more frightening on on your game because you have the all the texture settings shows, at maximum, it, and it's got like. You know, shiny, all this beautiful sort of shine and varnish on it. Yeah, it has this weird sort of derp expression. <laughs> and so uh, the four of us were playing it. Matt had to go, and then I had to go right near the end too. Yeah. Uh, then what Tim, was this? Tim, Alex, and I ended up uh, right at the end, and um, uh, we got really rocked by just bad tank placement of the at the at the film. Well, so I, I, I sacrificed we, myself we to save wasted. the others, although it didn't quite work. Because yeah. I was halfway across the stadium at the end, and I had a tank and a charger and a bunch of zombies on me. I was like, no, save yourselves, leave me, go! And then Alex so tried to save him and got taken down. So he was like, Graham, go, 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 go. So I, I have the gnome, and I'm running, and I jump on the... And now the helicopter has two both sides open. So I'm running, I jump on the helicopter, and I must have brushed my mouse wheel or something, switch to my weapon, drop the gnome. <laughs> And then the cutscene oh, no. triggered. I think it, I think it fell through the helicopter, to be honest. And then it, and then the cutscene triggers, and you can, and you watch in horror as everyone else is dead. My character flies away in the helicopter while clearly visible and sitting upright. It landed upright. The gnome sitting on the bleachers of the stadium, watching the helicopter leave. No. <laughs> yeah, and we all went, no! It was, it was bad yeah. Oh, that's amazing. So after uh, then Tim logged off, Alex and I felt robbed, so we went back and played Dark Carnival again on easy mode just to get the achievement. Oh, you had to play doing. through it again? The whole yeah, thing? The whole yeah, thing. but we did it on easy. Oh. We like, did it on easy. It only took like 50 minutes to yeah, clear the whole campaign on easy brutal. mode. And then was it after we did... Uh, I think it was that, that run through we figured out the... the Oh, you, no, no, after we did Confederacy of Crunches, oh, which, yeah. is, which is also a lot of fun. Confederacy of Crunches is a really it's fun ha- achievement it's to get. It's tricky, because it's um, complete any campaign on any difficulty level using only melee weapons. Which wow. you, have to be, you have to be careful with, because if you get in-capped, 
even if you have a melee weapon, you pull your pistol out yeah. of hammer space. So you have to just sit there and take it. <laughs> you, you can't. If you want the achievement, you you're can't just like, fire. help me, help me. Oh, getting beat down. Tanks, Guys are stomping on me. Uh, you just wail on them. Actually, a funny fact about. Tim, funny fact about uh, tanks in Left 4 Dead 2 they will go down after 10 melee hits from any melee weapon, which, ironically enough, makes the baton the best anti tank weapon. Yeah, because the baton is the fastest. Because it has the fastest mm. refire rate. So I had a katana, and actually Alex had a chainsaw. Yeah. Chainsaw Which is fantastic. Still, still a melee weapon, and so yeah, you just run up to a tank and. Oh, yeah. was, wasn't that the one where you had team chainsaw? Team chainsaw. We found two chainsaws. So... I think the game knew what we were doing. It was like, all right, we'll help you out a bit, and we found two chainsaws in the middle of nowhere. We're like, what? <laughs> team chainsaw, and we just start running around chainsawing everything. It was great. It was. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. So. So that one's a lot. Yeah. That one's good. Um, Paul, you're. Talking about a funny thing that happened in Assassin's Creed. Too. Sure, yeah. Uh, so, um, I've been playing Assassin's Creed. Um, the best, I think, actually, the most fun I've had in Assassin's Creed so far is playing the uh, the auxiliary assassination missions. There's like, because there's like the main story, and there's just like random ones you can do. Uh, and I've been like really conscious about doing all of the random ones I can do before I go to the next actual story one. And there's one that was uh, you have to kill ten. Uh, it's no, it's kill like fifteen of the uh, of brutes, which are like these guys wearing big suits of armor that suck to kill in two minutes. Ooh. And I was like, "That's how the hell is that going to work?" And so I go over to where it shows, and they, and they're like all in a big group. There's like they're and they're all like guarding this bridge, and they're just in a giant pile. And I'm like, "How the hell?" And the, the timer doesn't start until you hit the first one. And so I was like walking around them and trying not to be suspicious and just sort of going. Around, it's like, "How am I going to do this?" And they start walking on patrol in single file, oh. and I'm like, oh shit. So I walk up behind the very last guy in the line, stab him in the back. Walk up to the next guy, stab him in the back. I get all the way down the line until the last guy is like, oh, what's going on? And then I switch or drop my weapon, drop my weapon, switch to fists so I can grab his axe out of his hand and whack him in the face and kill him that way. So That's, it was highly amusing. That sounds like a totally, exactly like the same kind of thing you can do in Team uh, Team Fortress as a spy if you, like, chain stab people. Yeah. There's nothing more satisfying than, like... Uh, also, I, I was able to pull off the first time I've ever done it. It's There's a thing where Ezio has two hidden blades for some reason, just because it's cooler that way. Mm-hmm. And you almost never actually get to do it. So, But there's one circumstance where there's, like, two guys standing beside each other and you walk up behind them and go, attack, and you go, shunk! And take them both out, and that's a lot of fun. Nice. I would see with, with the guys walking across a bridge. I would have liked it if there was like a rope bridge, and the, the solution actually just, <laughs> just cut me. Wait till they're all on the bridge and just cut the rope. That's the thing. Like the cool. interesting thing about Assassin's Creed is there isn't a lot of like environmental kills. Yeah, you can push people off buildings, but you, there isn't like it's not like uh, you know Splinter Cell or uh, Hitman or something where yeah. it's like you know I put the poison in the sushi and then do the whole thing. And so it's quite interesting. It's just sort of be like okay. You know, I can do. I can like jump into a pile of hay and then reach out and grab a guy and pull him into the hay and kill him that way, which is fun. But uh, yeah, there's there's ha- a lot of the times missions are like there'll be like a guy and then like two guys guarding him, and the easiest way to do it is to walk up, kill the guy guarding the you know the guy, and if they don't notice the death, they don't notice that the guy's not there, which is <laughs> kind of a problem. But like like if they don't actually see the death, they don't actually notice the absence of a of a guard ever anybody. Which is kind of a problem, but it makes it easier to do those kind of missions. So <laughs> I had I had fun in Assassin's Creed 2 at one point, just walking around, killing guys and dropping them into a bale of hay for the achievement. 
I just wandered around a section of the city. It's like, hey, guard. That don't mind me. Sheep. Hey. <laughs> just hiding them. And all the citizens are watching me do this. They're like, oh my god, what a monster. But they're... It's just a part of the city that was fairly sparsely populated with guards. Every time I saw one, I just sort of... It's okay, you, run, you run around a corner and they'll forget you after a while. Also, the, uh, yeah. stab them in the face and <laughs> drop them into a pile of hay and then keep walking as all the citizens recoil in horror. I think my favorite move, the poison attack, so good. You just, like, have a guy, like, surrounded by guards and you just sort of wander by him. And he goes, oh, that was weird. And then you walk away. And then five minutes later, he's dead. <laughs> and so, like, and the, the great thing is if you're doing a, a plot kill, because it still does the, like, you know, you, so go, then, into, like, you're two blocks you go into, away. like, the white point. So, yeah, you're two blocks away, and then it teleports you back to him so you can do the, like, get his last words <laughs> in the white void. <laughs> because nice. you're gone already. <laughs> nice. Do you, have to, do you have to escape again, though? Yeah, or does you it do. Teleport you back? <laughs> yeah, it teleports you back. so weird. <laughs> it's like, no, you brought me back. This is how the memory was. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, if you deviate so, too far from the memory. I uh, finally, I, I beat, uh, beat Bayonetta. After uh, <laughs> playing it quite frequently, and uh, the last boss, as you'd expect, is big and massive and terrifying, and the post last boss is just awesome. I can't, I can't ruin that for anybody because it's just so funny. Um, but if you beat the game on normal mode as I did, then you unlock hard mode. <laughs> this game is not fucking around. There's no, like, hard and then insane and then demonic mode. You know, there's nothing clever. It's just hard mode. And it is hard. It is very hard. They do not, like, ramp up. Like, uh, is they do, but it's, it's not just ramping up the health and damage of the enemies. It is uh, in the tutorial area at the beginning of the game, which, the, which in normal mode you don't even have a health bar. But in this, in hard mode, you do have a health bar. You fight all the all the enemies that you fought in the tutorial mode at the beginning of the game in normal mode. Then it spawns two enemies that fight as a team that you normally don't even encounter until chapter six in the regular game, in the very first area. That's sort of how they how Ninja Gaiden always did. Yeah, it right? is it like brutal. I have I've I haven't even made it past the prologue. Rough. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Ninja Gaiden would spot you like you'd play through the game and you'd have like black ninjas and white ninjas at the beginning, and then on hard mode it was like robot ninjas from chapter eight. Where yeah, you're well, it's, exactly. It's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's basically they're viewing it as not going through the game again, but like a continuation of the game. Yeah, like, this, yeah. Is, yeah, this is starting at where the other the other the more normal mode ended and just going to keep going even harder. Yeah. It's even worse though, because yeah, like you get you keep all your health and your weapons and everything, but it is so tough. So I'm I I I got enough. Um, Halos after the first game that I'm going to try and play around with some of the um, some of the uh, the other uh, the the accessories that I can afford now because there's one that um, lets you nullify an attack if you do it properly and it's really tough but if I get good at it then I'll be I'll be okay so we'll see about that something else I just wanted to mention is uh, because last week I was talking about how I'd initially um, because of how it was marketed, I'd initially completely written off Bayonetta as just another Bullet Witch. Having never actually played Bullet Witch. So I saw it for super, super cheap, pre-owned, and figured it'd be good for Unskippable. So I picked it up, and I played some Bullet Witch. That game is fucking terrible. That is a god-awful disaster of a game. <laughs> there is nothing good about Bullet Witch. I, I cannot stress enough how terrible that game is. And the thing is, you look at the back cover of it, and you see the main character, you know, 
being all sexy with her gun and then dressed like a schoolgirl and then dressing all, all these alternate costumes. And you're like, this looks no different to those ridiculous cheesecake posters that uh, they got at EB of Bayonetta. Like, it looks absolutely no different. So I, 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 I don't feel that I went went wrong by by initially writing Bayonetta off. But it, 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 it is actually a really good game and really seriously bullet, which is terrible. I didn't realize how bad it was. It, it's weird, actually. When I first heard the name Bullet Witch, I actually assumed it was like a, a like pre-release code name for Bayonetta. Like uh-huh. it's like Bayonetta, just you know, yeah. the the Bullet Witch game, right? Also became Bayonetta, so yeah. I, I was uh, so, but because Bayonetta could very well be called Bullet Witch. That's true. Also, they set up. I noticed in the manual to Bullet Witch that they set up an email account where you can email the character. They're like, uh, nice. talk to Alicia at this email address. For some reason, Bullet Witch has always sort of merged in my mind with. You remember the game Project Number Three? Oh man! Piano no. three. Yeah. From I Capital I've seen that game. Yeah. That game is ridiculous. It's terrible. But it's so funny. It's weird. It's, it's this. Uh, I tell you right now, Bullet Wish does not have the benefit of humor. Yeah, no. Piano three is like you're this chick, and you like run around, and there's robots that attack you, and then you do dance moves, and glowing beams of light fly <laughs> fly out of your body. No, all yeah, of I your, remember that. Yeah, all of your like super attacks. She does these crazy, like just sort of. Sounds Sexy like Moonwalker. Moves. When she like her default shooting animation, she sways her hips. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's and bizarre. Like, bounces but and stuff. It's wow. One thing that baffles me though is whenever you see like videos of the escapist offices, I don't know who it is, but someone has Susan, a pian- She loves it. She, it's her Twitter avatar and her and form avatar. Really? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. Oh, Susan. The um. By the way, sorry. My favorite thing from the brief period. My favorite awful thing from the brief time I spent with Bullet Witch. Um. Was there's a magic attack? No, magic spell called sacrifice, and it's if you find like a, like one of the random NPCs that are being terrorized by these horrible zombies, um, like if if you find them running around and running and being afraid and being attacked and dead or whatever, but if you find them not dead but like on the ground, sort of hunched over, huffing, unable to move, you can use this move to save them and heal them. It is never explained. Why you should do this, and or why what, it's called sacrifice? What benefit you get? No, no, that that is made clear. You go up, you use the move, and she puts her hand over them and just like fires like a, like a gallon of blood out of her wrist. What? It just goes all over them, and then they get up and they're fine. Is wow. she all hurt? No, no. It uses magic power, but then you regain it like almost immediately. That and is they so don't, weird. They, but they don't then give they, you anything. If no, you then do? they get up and walk away. Huh. It's presumably to be terrorized by zombies. At a that sounds like days. a page yes. right out of Killer Seven because they're like um, yeah. Except, except Killer Seven again had entertaining and redeeming features. Well, exactly. <laughs> I just and, can't stress enough risk. how much you should not play this game. <laughs> Is it like um uh the oh what's it the the stupid Tomb Raider game uh Edge uh, uh, Blade X or X Blade? Oh X Blades. Oh. Yeah, it's about sort of like that. I mean, you just get thrown right in, and it's really, really awkward controls and terrible environments, and no indication of what you're it supposed to do. Like and yeah, it's very, very similar <laughs> to Xblades. It's it's really, really disappointing. Is it, it's not made by the same people. No, it's not. No. All right, all right. We like that. Was, that was pretty long, but yeah, it's fine. Okay. Cybern asks, Paul has mentioned playing GURPS. As a fellow GURPSonian, I'm curious <laughs> to hear him discuss it with as much eagerness as the rest of you have with D and D. Is that okay? It's not a question. Uh, I. 
I uh, I played GURPS. I, I used to be, because I am a really cool guy, I used to be uh, in the R- an RPG club. We, it was actually called the RPG club. And we, we were like at, at high school and I hang out with a bunch of guys. We played various uh, GURPS and uh, Palladium RPGs. Uh, and uh, yeah, I really, GURPS was like, like for a while there, GURPS was like the, you know, the big thing. Like nobody played D&D when I was, when I was a kid. It was weird that way. Uh, and it was, and GURPS was really cool because it was super, super customizable. Like you could do whatever you wanted. Like you could, you just had, it was, you had points that you spend on like uh, your abilities and your, you had advantages and disadvantages and your ability scores. So you, you decide on like a guy, it's like, I'm going to be this guy and you can just make him. There's no randomness to it. Um, and uh, it was a lot of fun. I liked it. But uh, I have not played GURPS in a very, very long time. I knew one of the guys I played with had, like, every source book for GURPS, which at the time was ridiculous. Yeah, wow. GURPS, GURPS has, like, the most source books of any game I've ever seen. Like, I think it even has more than D&D. Like, GURPS, like, for some reason, just because it was so open, like, it was kind of like D20 at the time, I guess, in some ways. I don't know what the licensing was like. But it was, you, uh, you could make, like, there was GURPS everything. Uh based on, you know, random novels or stuff, so... Groups Canada was entertaining. <laughs> that, that was Rifts. Oh, sorry, Rifts. Sorry. So Rif- Rifts was... Yeah, I also played tons of Palladium stuff. Uh, <coughs> especially in, especially uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Other Strangeness. Awesome. Yeah, that's, that was, like, the first RPG I ever played, actually. Yeah, TMNT was, was so good. I, I actually played TMNT before I sort of understood how RPGs work. Yeah. Like, oh, I, would, I would just kind of make up... Not including Fighting Fantasy, I guess. But I would just, like, make up half the rules. Like, I would just, like, okay, I'm just going to, like, roll these dice. Okay, those are cool. I'll do it. Like, I would just sort of do it, like, do it, because I couldn't even read that well at the time. <laughs> and so I didn't really understand how it operated, but I just liked, you know, I liked Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I liked all the sort of stats and stuff. Nice. But, uh, so yeah, GURPS is awesome. Cool. He says, uh, also, since you're all big jerky McJerk jerks, I'm not entirely sure hey. why... Especially Graham, jerk. King Jerk of Jerktown, population, all you jerks. Can you give us the name of the alias George Gordon? Which I think we've done before. But it was... It's, uh, oh, yeah, we've definitely talked about that. Yeah, before. I was... Uh, in grade nine, I was interviewed by a local newspaper because I made a short movie, and they mis- they misquoted me, at, or they misnamed me as Gordon Stark. And then when uh, Toys R Us tried to... Um, sue me for my website because it was similarly named to a line of toys they had. exactly named, wasn't it? Imaginarium? Well, I, my thing was called Imaginarium Studios and then they had the Imaginarium line of baby products but right, I'd been right. using it before they had their yeah, thing. Yeah, anyway, yeah. they were trying to strong arm me out of my, webs- at my website. They addressed it to George Stark. Hmm. So then I started using George Gordon as like a as like a joke name. Yeah, George Gordon is the producer of CSI CSI yeah. in, the, in that video. Do you still own that domain? Imaginarium Studios? Yeah. No. no. Uh, Koki asks, now that you've had some time to settle into Moonbase Mark II, is there anything you'd like to change or wish you'd done differently during the renovations? Interesting, actually. Uh, the one thing is we... I wish, I wish there was insulation in that corner. Yeah, yeah. insulation would be nice, but that and, uh, was, not, was sort of beyond the scope another of Another outlet in the back office? Yeah. More light. But again, that's, that's not, again light. we couldn't have, we couldn't again, have done that. Though. Yeah. Beyond the scope of what we can do. But um, Hypothetically, we. You know. It's a shame. Um, we 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 built this really nice wall around our like the the really unsightly power stuff. Um, unfortunately, we built it a little bit too narrow, such that uh, the people who actually have to like come in and do the meter reading on the thing get kind of pissed off at it. 
Like yeah. it's actually like not up to code. <laughs> Where you're, you're like you're supposed to have like two feet, and we've got yeah. like a foot and a half. So that's a, we probably should have done that better. But considering what it was before, I feel that on on balance we're more up to code than it was before. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anything else? I, I don't know. I don't think so. Mm, it's yeah, not bad. Fine. Yeah. If I we, mean, there's uh, stuff that we would like. Insulating that corner corner is kind of superfluous, <laughs> given that we don't have any of that insulated. So, well, that just will help retain heat. That will help uh, stop wind blowing in through the holes in the wall. Well, granted, but... Maybe we should just fill the holes in the wall as opposed to insulation. Yeah, but but the this is the still door. letting all the heat out. Also, in the summer, the sun beating down on the corrugated steel or aluminum roof is going to superheat that. It's actually just asphalt. Yeah, is I it? mean... Okay. It's the door that is the space heater. That's metal. Right. There's, like, there's various problems with this place but nothing that we could have actually done i don't yeah. think so i think in terms of renovations we're pretty much good to go yeah Gingus Aries asks two questions the first one will be really quick i'm sure have any of you ever started a post on a forum or message board and midway through writing it got distracted forgot all about it only to finally notice it un unsubmitted several hours has before. anybody not done <laughs> yes. that yeah. yeah of course yeah who here hasn't done that yeah i, I can't recall a specific time when i've ever done that no oh, really? neither can uh, I. Spe- typically if i get distracted mid post it's because i and I am notorious for doing fairly long posts. Um, I it because I can't resolve the thought, and I'll usually just end up scrapping it. Sometimes I'll leave it up for a while, but I won't forget about it, and I will just scrap mm. it entirely. Mm. All right. Um, hey, Kathleen, food question. This is, this is kind of interesting. Okay. If it, I mean, it's not for you specifically, but I think you'd have an interesting perspective on it. How if, much food could a food chuck? No. If for every day, if for every day of the week you're forced to only eat foods that corresponded to each color on the Roy G. Biv scale, with Whoa. with red being Monday, orange being Tuesday, and so forth, wow. which day would be the hardest for you, and which would be the easiest? So on Monday you can only eat violet red food. would be tricky. First question is who starts their week <laughs> on a Monday? I do. What? Yeah. Monday it's, makes way more sense. Yeah. Green Monday makes way more sense. Day. Yeah, Violet, Violet would be difficult. The week no, the, the weekends are bookends to the week. Yeah, it would only be weekend. Friday, Saturday, Sunday where you get blue, indigo, and violet where things would start getting interesting. Blue I mean, and violet, you'd basically be eating, what, blueberries, blue potatoes, eggplant. blue corn, nacho chips. Well, those, eggplant's those, only purple on the outside, though. Those purple potatoes. I'm going to call eggplant. Eggplant. Plums, also. Yeah, cucumbers are only also green on the outside. Yeah, plums, theoretically, uh, indigo. Uh, cucumbers are green tinted on the inside. Indigo is tricky. Violet? Yeah, I think like like I think there are more purple Beaches, things than there are blue things. Yeah, I think Grapes? you'd pretty much have to roll indigo and violet into one. Does mm. purple, purple grapes? Eat the same stuff on both days. Yellow would be so the, no, so no, just the weekends. The weekends would just be purple food. Well, there's seven colors and seven oh, right. days of the week, right? So purple foods on the weekend. I think cream qualifies as yellow. Ergo, pasta of any kind is acceptable. Well, as pasta, yeah, there's all sorts of pasta pastas. All dry yellow, is yeah. clearly yellow. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. so uh, Wednesdays is pasta day. I don't. I Wednesdays would probably be the hardest day that. Well, but like squash or something. Pasta day. You can eat. There's other yellow food. Bananas. Like, squash is yellow. Yeah, bananas. Bananas Zucchinis. yellow. Green. I don't okay. eat pasta. So Thursday is green. That's easy. Uh, it's most of the food I eat anyhow. Monday's red. That's like tomatoes and yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's fine. Beef, I guess. Tomato sauce. Tomato uh, salads. Orange. That's uh, why you get carrots, carrots, peppers, cantaloupes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, yellow is uh, green. Curry. is fine. Blue. Blue is the tricky. You could probably actually find curries in all these colors. See, blue oh, yeah. thing is blue. Like blue corn is actually purple. 
Mm-hmm. Really, like it, a true a true blue is very difficult. Yeah. I just have like blueberries. That colored jello every day of the week. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Ah, uh, I like it. Put and put like protein powder in yeah, or something so it's like sweet. sweet. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right. Uh, indeed. Uh, and then Kool Aid. You just <laughs> wash it down. <laughs> <laughs> I actually heard a really sorry a really interesting uh, topic or um, thought about Jello recently, which is that the reason that it always you know, Jello salad ended up getting brought to potlucks and things like that all the time during the 50s oh, yeah. was because you had to have a refrigerator in order to make jello so it showed that you were able to afford a refrigerator of sufficient size and coldness to make that it that is so uh-huh. weird so, so, so it's actually, it's actually symbol? like a status, a status symbol aspect yeah. molds that's where the back thing. then yeah back oh, then aspect it even has a I don't think I've ever name. actually had a jello salad right. really. I yes, don't I like jello the best of times I love so. jello oh. I can't send jello salad uh, jello. Yeah. I, I love jello, jello but Sorry. yeah oh, orange salad. jello with mandarins in it yeah. though yeah. oh it's so good yeah. who would win in a fight asks oh no what no that's their name that's their name yeah what was the first we should not answer any questions for him just on principle what was the first time that any the uh for each of you, that you were recognized by a random person as being a as being from Loading Ready Run, uh, Seattle. For Paul and I, Graham and I was we went to a uh, Arrogant Worms concert. Yeah, and oh, I forget what his name is. His name's Chris. Yes, he's Chris. on the forums as Chris. Yeah, he uh, he was he is go, will go down in history as the first one to recognize. Uh, yeah, Graham, Arrogant Worms and probably to recognize any Loading Ready Run person. And he was in he was in the line, and it was I, like in the first I, year. I, I was I was with you guys, and I don't recall if you recognized me or not. I don't think well, I don't think did. you had really been in anything at that That's point. That's true. Not not much anyway. I mean, it yeah. was only like they, there were because there was the there was like a while that I was that uh, that I would be Morgan or I would be with you guys and you would be recognized and we wouldn't. Yeah. Um, That's but, changed now. Yeah. Mine mine I think was when I went to a play with Tally at um, really at Uvic. Yeah. Well, Tally's been around since Looking Ready Live. Yeah. Yeah. Before that even. Before. Matt, Matt, and Matt, I were no, not Tally recognized not earlier than that. Recognized Tally that wasn't time. recognized. Tally was around, but there was right, it, it was right, right. it was before Loading Ready Live. It was like right after Tally and I had just barely started dating, and we went to a play. Mm-hmm. And, must have made you look pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, we were we were like the, having a discussion after the play and just waiting for everyone else to get up. So we were like the last ones out of the theater. We stood up, started walking out, and the usher is like, "I know you from the internet." Nice. Cool. <laughs> I think I've only ever been recognized in context. Like, hey, there are these people from Loading Ready Run. He's like, yeah, oh, oh yeah, you're not, not independently. Uh, no, really. I'm pretty sure that whoever it was was probably a customer at EB for me. Right. Yeah, because there's a lot of there's a lot of overlap locally for that sort of thing. Yeah, I and then of course there was Jeremy. It was pretty funny. Paul and I were in there the other day. That was amazing. Because Paul and I were in there buying video games the other day for Unskippable, and the girl was like, "It's, um, you know, I was." This is the Bay Center. Yeah, I was making some sort of comment about. Why we were buying them? She's like, "Oh, why is that?" And I'm like, "Oh, well, you know, we do this thing." And she's like, "Oh, well, you know, where would I've seen like on the escape?" It's like, "Oh, I go to the escapes all the time. What's your punctuation?" I'm like, "And you don't know who we are? <laughs> we have three video series." Uh, on no, she said, got... no, she said she watched Unskippable. Yeah, where is no, this? No, no, this is so this wasn't Staples is... yesterday. No, oh, yeah, we got rid of yeah, that yesterday. We that was no, that was at Staples. Yeah, yeah. No, this was this was this was a yeah. Movie. She but, um, the girl at Staples the other day, like like five minutes before she started talking to you guys, I knew she recognized us. Oh, she kept yeah. wandering she was, yeah, she kept, like, looking, past yeah, yeah. looking like trying to figure like, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. Um, I don't hang out with you guys as much in Victoria, so I think the first time I've ever been recognized just by myself because nobody recognizes me in Vancouver. 
um, is that I was walking around in the bookstore at Hillside Mall and somebody looked at me and went, you're from Living Ready Run. And that's every time that I've ever been recognized, I, somebody has seen Graham or somebody more important first. <laughs> nice. Well, hey, hey, no, remember in uh, the bar in New York? Oh, right! I wasn't that's there. right! That's no one right! Else this, was is, there. this is, in fact, the best recognized story ever. Thank you. I was real drunk when this happened, so I don't remember this right away. But I was really excited about it at the time. I was in New York with my friends, um, Jess and Josh and Clara and you don't know. Uh, Charles, and they don't listen to the podcast. Why am I shouting out to them? Anyhow, so I'm with, I'm with my friends in New York. And, props to people who don't listen. And yeah, props, homies. And we were all having a great time, and I was really drunk, and somebody came up to me. And I was, and he was like, hi! And I was like, hi, who are you? And he's like, you're from Loading Ready Run! And I was like, what? <laughs> and so, yeah, I was like, you're from Loading Ready Run! I know you from the internet! Why are you in a bar in Brooklyn? I'm like, why is one of my fans in a bar in Brooklyn? I didn't say that. I was like, I live here. I was like, well, no, he was from Massachusetts or something like what? that. Yeah, he was visiting friends. And wow. I was like, I'm here visiting my friends from New York. He's like, so am I. And so we high fived and I took a pic, like, uh, and he's like, can I get your picture? And I'm like, sure. So it's somewhere on the internet. He sent me a copy. I have it still in my email. But it's this great picture. He's like, he's like, get a nice smile on his face and I have my arm wrapped around him and I am giving like the fawns thumbs up and I'm just like yeah you're basically Stephen Colbert in yeah, that picture I'm, of him I'm, and his black friend yeah so drunk I'm so drunk so that was the most exciting time I ever got recognized and there's a few Loading Ready Runs fans in New York as I found out because I was sort of tweeting while I was there talking about the restaurants I was going to and I'd get occasional tweets back about oh that is a good restaurant or I'll have to check that out and so my friend like Jess... I'm sitting right behind you. Do you think this guy right. tracked you down from your Twitter? No. No, he just happened to be there. Oh, okay. He just happened to be there. And he was like, holy shit, I know that person. Why is she here, right? So no, he Kathleen had to go is... and make sure that it was me because I, he thought yeah, yeah. he wasn't sure. No, after mentioning that it was a terrible idea, Kathleen has stopped being like, I'm going for a run. Here's where I am. Here's a link to Google Maps. Here's pictures of me where I am right now and this link to Google Maps. <laughs> yeah, like, and we were like, could you not? <laughs> you, if That's you want to post idea. where you're Here's where, you're here's running, where I'm very vulnerable. you've gone for your run. I ran here, around Here are my weaknesses. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Here's, here's a diagram to, to stab me where I'm squishiest. Here are the places I am least likely to be seen disappearing. Yes. <laughs> James, no. Look at yourself. Uh, first time was at McDonald's where we hired this new girl. I mean, I remember walking in and I was, I can't remember, it was probably pretty close to when I was getting ready to quit. No, I guess it was about a year before that actually. So I was a manager and I walked in and we were just hiring her and she's like, oh my God. You're loading already run. I'm like, yeah. It's like, oh my god, we love you at school because you went to Oak Bay, I guess. Oh, cool. So we still have a lot of people at Oak Bay. Mm-hmm. So, but it, so then trickled down through the generations. Like people yeah. still watch us at that high school, which is great. Yeah, yeah. The um, the the two girls who came by during Desert Bus with the meticulous yeah, 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 yeah. individually oh. wrapped sandwiches were yeah. delicious. Which were awesome. They both go to Oak Bay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I used to run into them all the time because I lived lived right there. Yeah, the weirdest one was definitely when I was in Mexico. Though. What? Yeah. Well, what it. It wasn't a Mexican. It was a guy from Victoria. Also, <laughs> also down in Puerto Vallarta. And he had noticed, because I was wearing my Lonely Radio Run t-shirt. Nice. And he noticed a shirt and came over. And he was like, hey, you're a fan of Lonely Radio <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh my god, you like those guys too? It's like, That's basically I, what I happened to Jared and I. Yeah, we've yeah. told that story before. Yeah. yeah. But that was definitely the most random, but... Hey, Alex, you, you did recognize in Toronto, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I've been recognized at conventions, but I think the first time was probably in Victoria when I met Kim for the first time after uh, desert after she won my hat at Desert Bus. I was right. curious. 
and some. Except like, she some was couple. totally stalking you way before that. <laughs> <laughs> well, she Aww. like she like no, no, bid so Kim, much. It was someone else. She bid so much money for his hat. No, I know. No, but it wasn't her that recognized him. No, 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 no. Yeah, I, oh, okay. I actually met Ben there too. I ran into three people. Like I, I was there to see Cam, and then I ran into Ben, and then these two random people who are like, "Hey, I know you from the internet." They always do that. I've been recognized in... Uh, yes. You're like, yeah, that and, and nasty porn Yeah, and you have to be like, uh, which part of the yeah. internet? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, yeah. Richie did recognize me at EB, but I don't know if that counts. Yeah, I got recognized at Otacon as well, which is kind of cool. It's like, hey, they know us in the States. All right, we're, kind of, we're yeah. running dangerously yeah, over bonus time uh, for the podcast, so we're going to have to... Uh, do a shootout. Did we get everybody? I think do a video shoot. Yeah. yeah. But did we get everybody for that yeah, question? yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. That's a that's a fun question. Though. That was a fun question. So we're get, next time we start at the top of page sixty two. So that's exciting. Direct me in the right. I'm just like well because we skipped a couple. I skipped a couple redundant posts that got answered themselves. So he's at, good about that though. Oh, is he? Good yeah. for him. All right. Thank you, amativeness. So until next times, because there will be two times next time. This is Kathleen saying, "Let's get some lunch." So we can explore our toilet paper sommelier options. Do I hear you? Yes, all in favor of lunch, say aye. Aye. And any opposed? Nay. Any abstentions? I abstain. Who just likes to vote? Aye. 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 All right. Okay. Motion carried. You wonder why we never get anything done. <laughs> yeah. Well, that wasn't proper Robert's rules, but motion carried. We're getting lunch. Talk to you guys next week.